3: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
1: Hi and welcome to a very special edition of Serious Issues, a comic book podcast. This one is all about the answers to the questions that you asked us over the last week. It's the first ever Serious Issues Q&A special. My name is Andrew Levins. Uh,
0: my name is Shivon Coombs.
1: We're going two names this time. Yeah. Normally, normally it's just one, but it's a special edition. Two <laughs> names. Um, so if, if I mean, if your if your question was, what is Siobhan's last name? It's Coombs. It's Coombs. I think, I, I, think, I think it's pretty easy to find out. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Why to find didn't it. you just Google it? Absolutely. Um, so we've got a whole bunch of questions from you uh, on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash Serious podcast. If for whatever reason this is uh, your first Serious Issues episode, this is nothing like what it normally is. This is a little <laughs> bit of bonus, bonus butter on your toast. <laughs> That's a saying. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Who doesn't like bonus butter? Uh,
1: are you a butter fan? Are you a butter or a margarine?
0: I'm not a disgusting maniac, so butter, obviously. Yeah. Butter on everything.
1: Well That's my only question for you today. Good. Um, so we've got Farewell. a whole bunch of questions. We're going to try and get through as many of them. I think we might... We'll try for 50. All right, let's are, you, do it. are you ready? All right, cool. So uh, question number one comes from uh, our, one of our favourite little boys that listens to the podcast. <laughs> Connor Stevens, (laughs) my uh,
0: favourite Queensland teen.
1: um, He says, "All right, so you've run as you've run through your life, starting at whatever age. As a big comic book fan, what have sort of been the books or book genres that have signposted different parts of your two lives? Like, was there a specific type of comic you read as a young teen? Was there the specific type you were a late teen?" just out of school in, into or into uni, working at 23, etc. I remember you, Levens, talking about first getting into Dan Klaus as a late teen.
0: Hmm. Good question.
1: He's already kind of answered mine, so yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start. <laughs> uh, so for me, when I was a kid, it was all about like... Australian strip comics mm-hmm. and and, and, uh, and collections. So, I guess when I was like 12... Like ginger, th- ginger Megs? Ginger Megs. Wow. Actually, I met and I have signatures of you two separate... Megs. Yeah, that's right. I'm, <laughs> no, I met two, two creators, two one-time creators of, of this pathetic Australian schoolboy <laughs> uh, uh, comic called Ginger Megs. But I was a big fan of uh, Gary Larson's The Far Side. Uh-huh. I love Foot Rot Flats. Mm-hmm. I know Gary Larson is American. Um, and uh, I loved... And I still love of all those things. I love... Peanuts Mm. and I had a collection of about 40, um, small novel sized versions of Peanuts collections that my parent, my dad and my mom had collected separately from each other before they knew each other. And so Mm. I combined them and they each had like their names written in the front of them or like their brother's names that they stole, you know, that kind of great stuff. So I like, yeah, like Peanuts was my first like true comic book love. And I love those big fanographics collections that They did the hardcover collections, all the Peanuts comics.
0: Yeah, they're real nice.
1: Um, and then, uh, I collected Simpsons comics when I was in late primary school so Mm -hmm. when I was about like 10 to 12 I collected Simpsons comics and Ren and Stimpy comics Mm -hmm. which are notable because Dan Slott was the writer Mm -hmm. of Ren and Stimpy comics and uh, he wrote one of my all time favourite comics which is the first choose your own adventure comic I ever read Ren and Stimpy um, I, have a, I, have a, I have a passion for choose-your-own-adventure comics. I have about six. Nice. That's probably all the ones that exist. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I like collecting those. It's a very specific kind of comic I collect. Um, and then, yeah, late, late teens, I got really into fan Um Robert Crumb, um, Dan Klaus, uh, Charles Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved – I ate all that stuff up and I spent – Edgy teen levens. That's right. That was all I read. And I, 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 you know, held my nose up at superhero comics. Mm. I, I, to that point, I hadn't read many of them. That was just, you know, I just, I, the, the, the image of, of superheroes didn't appeal to me at all. Mm. I didn't realize it was all about drama and, mm. and, 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 relationships and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I loved, you know, arty comics that got turned into movies that were as disappointing as, as superhero <laughs> movies at the time. Although the ghost world movie is quite good. Yeah, it's all right. Um, but, uh, and then it wasn't until, like, my, like, early 20s that I became really good friends with my friend Angus Truscott, who I do fam with, mm-hmm. and he um, had a massive Batman collection. So, I guess, like, late teens was all, like, fanographic stuff. And I used to go to Comic-Cons and comic, like, you know, markets and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I would just buy every fanographics thing. I had a standing order for 8-Ball at Kings. <laughs> that was the only thing I had. Wow. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and then it wasn't until, like, yeah, early 20s and... Um, Especially when I started writing my cookbook. That was when the comic bug really bit me. Mm-hmm. And I read like... I think I read something like like 30 different Batman trades in a month. Wow. Yeah, we just do as much. I borrowed everything I could from friends. Um, I think I borrowed like the one... Mm. The one Batman book that your boyfriend had, which was Hush. <laughs> 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 which is one of my least favourite Batman stories <laughs> of all time. But I know Jim Lee did the artwork on it and that's yeah. why he had it. That's <laughs> um, great. So yeah, ba- Batman in like my early 20s. Mm. And then um, and then I... I, I, I think... A proper, like, when I, as soon as I expanded out to Marvel, because Mar- getting into Marvel is so much more daunting than DC, I think, because yeah. everyone knows which trades to recommend you when it comes to DC, but Marvel's so much more connected. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I, you know, I think I read, like, Fractions, mm-hmm. Iron Man Run and stuff like that, um, that's when I probably got, like, really hooked. And I remember I bought an iPad specifically so I could read Comicsology, and then I um, started texting Nate more and more questions about, I guess like superhero comics and stuff. Inside. He's like, "Yo, are you really getting into this now? And I was like, yeah, he's like, that's the best. And then like, just kept like, basically like every time I visited him at Kings, he'd add another book to my stack. And then I met you. Mm-hmm. And then I had someone who loved the almost exact same kind of comics that, that I liked. Mm. And you were just like this endless source of knowledge of like comics that I wanted to know more about. And so we would always go to your Nate lived with my friend, Mitch at yep. the time. And we used to always have these big Sunday, um, kind of cook-ups that he's in, which we called the Mitchin in yep. in his kitchen and now I'm going to end up my food cook after that era and uh, and you and I would I would always like, be like okay cool I've, I've been here for 10 minutes we've talked about rap for a bit now it's fine for me to just like just lock Siobhan <laughs> in the corner and like just ask her nothing but comic book related <laughs> questions until I have to leave <laughs> that was nice for me I was like ah oh, cool these people
0: seem intimidatingly cool at least someone wants to talk about comics <laughs> um, so yeah, there's my errors Right. Well, for me, I've probably talked extensively about this, but as a child, it was Tintin and Archie all the way throughout my sort of um, an author that I haven't actually spoken about because it's not comic book related, but who is probably like the most important um, voice in my sort of childhood was Diana Wynne Jones, who wrote um, a whole bunch of fantasy books, right. which Nate is not impressed at how big my collection is, um, of these sort of like preteen fantasy books but she's probably like um she's beloved by neil gaiman How's moving castle the studio ghibli movie oh, is based wow. yeah, on her right. book um and the book is like infinitely better than the movie um and her books mean a huge amount to me and i've just started reading How's moving castle to baby shadow star because it means a lot to me um and then when i was a teenager <laughs> i just remember this as we were talking but when i was a teenager about 13 when i had a terrible mullet um <laughs> Pics, please. Yeah, uh, that no pictures exist. Um, I have made sure of that. I was really into like girl manga, like really girly manga, like um, like Tokyo Mew Mew. And there was this one called like Peach or something, which a friend of mine got out from the library, and it was really dirty. And we were like, he. Um, one called like INVU, which was all about models and stuff like that, like just weird shit. That when I found it in my parents' house, I was like, what? <laughs> I can't believe I used to read this. Um, And then once I turned 14 and I had a job for myself, I started buying single-issue superhero comics. And for me, Teen Titans was like the gateway. So I just got whatever was available at the news agents near my high school, and that was like Cassandra Cain, Batgirl issues, random Justice League issues, and Teen Titans. And Teen Titans was the first thing that I collected in its entirety. I I figured out – I started going into Kings. I discovered that you could buy things in trade. And I bought all of Jeff Jones' Teen Titans run and then Infinite Crisis and The Outsiders and all that sort of stuff. And then um, out of high school. Oh, yeah. And then in like late teens, I probably started reading like a lot of Vertigo. I read Transmetropolitan and that was a big um, influence on me at that time. And probably the only reason I got hired at King's was because straight after school, I was 17, I went into King's and they were like, so what do you read? And I was being um, asked by like Jim and Kara and all these like old school Kings people. And I was like, I really like Trans Metropolitan. <laughs> and Jim was like, hire her immediately. And I was like, great, That's excellent. Amazing.
1: So um, there you go. If anyone wants to be hired at a comic book store, be a wanker.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Just tell Jim what he wants to hear. Um, Savage Dragon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, you, if someone said, I like Savage Dragon, Jim would hire them so quickly. He'd fire everyone else yeah. and only hire you. <laughs> um, and then I was at Kings and I just read everything and got really into superhero comics. And now I'm sort of going back and reading more manga and stuff like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does that answer the question? That's Sorry. a great
1: question. Great great question. Great way to kick it off. As you can tell, it's going to be very much getting in depth, getting to know us a bit more. <laughs> uh, Brian O'Connell asks, with the success of Guardians of the Galaxy. What other lower tier heroes and villains should get the TV or film treatment? Dial H for Hero could be very cool. I think a Roger Rabbit type series for Liberty Meadows would be fantastic. A Legion of Superheroes series. I could go on and on and on.
0: Um, Anything spring to mind, Shinbone? Hmm. I mean, I think Legion of Superheroes would be cool, but it's a bit hard.
1: Oh, they're kind of doing that. that, that, that you know, the Sci-Fi Channel going doing Krypton. I feel like oh, any of those. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Whoa, doing, I had no idea that existed. It's, it's not about Legion. It's, just, it's all about like. Krypton. Krypton, Krypton before the Superman stuff, before it, it's a crumbling society. Right. So it's like at its high heyday. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm, the high, hard sci fi stuff never, like super high concept, never really yeah. appeals to me that much.
0: I also don't think it, like it's really hard to translate onto a screen. Like you have so much creative freedom within the comic book world. Um, I think something like Checkmate could work really well. I think that this is going to come up in a question later on because mm-hmm. I think someone else referenced it. But Checkmate is a um, sort of government team within the sort of superhero world i think that could be a concept that works quite well on tv or in film um i don't really know just looking at my shelf what else
1: there was a boom series called backstages um, Mm -hmm. a while ago which is all about a bunch of boys and working in a drama society Mm -hmm. um at at a high school i love that i think it would be an amazing cartoon network series yeah a lot of the boom the boom properties like i'm surprised there isn't a lumberjane show yet yeah, I am um, really. I, surprised lot, by that. I mean, I think a lot of the superhero stuff. As soon as you try and tie it into the bigger superhero world, like a lot of the, like Marvel really suffers when you know yeah. the TV's can reference it because it kind of is in the same world, but not really. And yeah, I, you know, yeah. But I think you know Legion really worked because it was completely separated from everything that had come before it. Yeah, and it had like a vague reference to mutants. That's about it.
0: I think if they did an all ages Shazam series, that could work really well because oh, yeah. I don't like the idea. Um, of doing like a really gritty Shazam Captain Marvel movie which is I think what DC are planning to fit in with the rest of their sort of grim dark cinematic universe but I think it would work way better if it was a fun all-ages series. Yeah, totally. In like the lo- vein of lo- lower tier doesn't always mean
1: lower tier doesn't mean street level. Yeah. Which I guess you know Guardians of the Galaxy certainly wasn't but um, yeah, just yeah.
0: like less less well-known.
1: More space stuff in general. I love mm. space stuff. Mm. Um Tom Ragg asks, "Which would you rather, Rick Moranis shrinking you and three heroes of your choice for a backyard adventure, or embiggening only yourself to crush a to- town of your choice?"
0: <laughs> um, First of all,
1: which is your favorite of the Honey I Shrunk the slash Honey I Blew Up the?
0: I've never seen any of them. Nate I- keeps trying to get me to watch them because they were childhood movies of his, and I just i, I, I don't like Rick Moranis. No, he, he weirds what? me out or something. I, but, fuck? like, from How'd... a position of ignorance, like, I don't... he I find him a weird, icky little man, and I don't want to watch anything that he's been involved in. I oh, know, man. but I don't want to watch it. But he's
1: not a creep in I'm IRL. sure he's not. He's, I'm yeah. sure he's lovely. Didn't you love... was he endearing in Ghostbusters to you?
0: I'm not a big Ghostbusters fan. It's all right. Ghostbusters is fine. No, not,
1: yeah, sh- all right. <laughs> what, what, what about Parenthood? I, haven't, I don't know maybe? what that is. He's, no. great, he's great in Parenthood. Um... I've even seen Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which is a ride you can go on, at, or you could have gone on it at the Epcot Center. Cool. Disney World.
0: <laughs> that sounds that cool. That was my
1: favorite, I think. Because at one point, like a bunch of rats get let into the audience and uh, it's interactive. Uh, like horrible. This thing like waves no, around at your horrible. feet and you're like, oh my God, it's rats. Uh, <laughs> that um, sounds horrible. Look, I would love to be enormous and smash a town. That'd oh yeah, what town? Great. What town would know. you smash? Browra.
0: <laughs> Good. Um, I would like to be shrunk because that seems fun. I like The Borrowers. That seems fun. Uh-huh. Yep.
1: Okay, cool. Um, Denim Harry asks, what are the books that you just keep rereading? Are there any great books that you think get better every time you read them? How big are your collections?
0: Yeah, that's a lot of questions. Um, my collection is pretty big.
1: Collection is also pretty big. It's like, I, I Siobhan has like, let's say three three shelves and two shelves of them are comics.
0: Yep. Agreed.
1: I have a, about four shelves and three of them are comics. Nice. Um, and I have about 12 short boxes full of single issues now.
0: We really downsized our collections when we moved because we were having a baby. Um, and so we only have a couple of short boxes left. But there is two more bookshelves in another room that right. have mostly comics on them as well. Okay, well, there you go. Um, as yeah.
1: far as, like, books that I always reread, I like, I, this podcast has hampered my ability to do that. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's it's you know, it is what it is. Um, I I rarely go. Oh, I wish I could reread that. I'm very much uh, even. I don't, I find myself. I don't really re-watch things very often anymore. No. I think music is the only media that I listen to. Or yeah. what you know, you know,
0: revisit,
1: revisit. Um, but uh, I read DC The New Frontier pretty much every year, and that yep. I, I I think it's not so much that it gets better. It's just that I I long for more of it each time I read it because I feel like the that there's less and less like it yeah. each time I read it.
0: I do appreciate something new about it every single time I read
1: it. Though. Yeah, 100%. That's, um, I mean, that's probably my favorite. For me, topic.
0: Pluto, oh, I yeah. reread Fuck, I pretty constantly. I I've reread that probably once a year as well. Um, Prince of Cats, I reread all the time. That's oh, so good. That by just Wrong gets Wimbley. better yep. all the time. Uh, Actually, yeah,
1: that's another one I reread recently too.
0: And 52, I reread all the time because it's just, I like it. Yeah, 52 is great. real good.
1: 52 is so good. Isn't it funny that, I mean, I, I, I'll probably reread The Vision... Tom King's The Vision at some mm-hmm. point soon, because I love that so much. And I've always wanted to re- reread all of Jonathan Hickman's Do the Entire Thing. Yeah, that's my goal. the entire Fantastic I Four, Avengers, and New Avengers. I reread, I started to reread all of Grant Morrison's Batman stuff. Oh, and yeah. I got into like the first trade, and I was like, oh, that's right. And I, I, I will do it at some point because <laughs> I have it all. I may yeah, as well reread it. Might as well. Um. So Robert Headley asks, what non-comic series should get a comic? I have an answer for this straight away. Oh, go for it. The Venture Brothers, which is my favorite TV show. Um, It's a cartoon on Adult Swim. Uh, It's got, like, it's written, every episode is written by the same two writers um, who created it. They do most of the voices as well. So, like, there are massive gaps, massive, like, you know, like three years between seasons. Mm. And I think a nice way to tie people like me over who are desperate for more of it is uh, to give us a comic. I think it lends itself to comic, even if it's just like backstories for all these crazy superheroes or, or, or people within the universe to get, you know, little adventures from. Um, or even just like a, a piss take of what a comic book is because the, there are characters in this world that have had comic books that are based on them. Yeah. I want like, I, I just want as much from this world as possible. Dark Horse are doing a Venture Brothers art book um, later in the year, so hopefully that leads to them doing comics as well. Cool. Also, um, Zelda. I know oh, there's yeah. Zelda there manga, Zelda but I would love like a, uh, I don't like know.
0: Serious high fantasy.
1: No, fuck. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> Zelda is like the one fantasy thing that I love. Mm. I, like, And I've spoken about this on HeyFan before, but yeah, like uh, elves. I fucking hate elves. <laughs> But for whatever reason, the fact that Link is an elf is, is, is completely totally fine. fine to me. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I miss the, like, even though they, they're so bad, like the, the Mario cartoons, I would love, oh, Ni- yeah. I would love Nintendo comics, Nintendo comics and Venture, Venture Brothers comics. Funnily enough, there's a Zelda art book out through Dark Horse too. Mm. So Dark Horse, please make my dreams come true. Give me Nintendo and Venture Brothers comics.
0: Um, I'm going to, cause we're doing this in my lounge room so I'm just looking at my bookshelves. Um, Something super left to field, but I love P.G. Woodhouse, the sort of 1930s, um, like, aristocratic, whimsical um, books he wrote. Like, he was super prolific, but he did Jeeves and Wooster. So, like, the concept of Jeeves the butler, that's where that comes oh, from. Oh, right. And there was a TV series starring um, Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie that they did in, like, the late 80s, I reckon, um, all about them. And it's, like, Bertie Wooster is this really, like, idiot aristocrat and then his butler Jeeves is like um just tidying after him all the time and like making sure that he doesn't get married because women are terrible and all that kind of stuff um and I would like to see a comic book version of that please
1: awesome um Joshua Isaac Schweitzer um asks are there any characters you love only as adaptations e.g. loving the mask as a movie but disliking the comic
0: I liked um, the Kick-Ass movie way more than I liked the comic.
1: That's true. The first one. Yeah, the, the first one. I didn't so watch the second one. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go with that one too. Mm. Um, I'll think on that That's a That's a hard one.
0: I also, controversial, but the Tintin animated series, the French-Canadian one, yep. that's more, that is more important to me almost than the comics. Like Pergé really? is obviously a total master, but that theme song plays in my head all the time because my dad taped Snowy. it all off TV. Yep. And like the way that he says things, me and my sisters just quote it randomly at each other all the time. Um, so that's that's You're, probably. Something were you that a I fan like of the adaptation?
1: The the, the the mocap movie they did not heaps. Was, I, I liked it. I liked what they tried to fun. do with it, and they yeah. did
0: some cool things. But um, yeah, I didn't think it it didn't live up to the promise.
1: Um, I don't. Re- I I think The Mask is a is a is a movie that I remember. I like to remember fondly rather than yeah. Revisit rather than it.
0: don't rewatch it.
1: Um, oh, I liked the Max cartoon series, but I've never been able to get into the Max comic book. Mm. Mm. No, there you go. Um, Rebecca Hart asks: Has anyone ever gone? Every made you change your mind about a comic or comic run? So made you go back and like love one you dismissed as not for you, or made you dislike one you liked previously? If so, give details. Yes, Siobhan, Every single episode, pretty much. <laughs> like often, Constantly. oftentimes I'll like just most recently the that um, uh, it's called like somebody's names Frankenstein
0: yeah but about Victor, Victor Laval something I, like that I, I was ready to be like oh, I wasn't into
1: this at all and then yeah. you said Loved how much you liked it and specifically pointed out like a few things that I hadn't really missed or I'd glossed over when mm-hmm. I was thinking back on it I was like oh yeah that was awesome mm. and so like oftentimes I'll have my opinion changed before I even get to say my opinion which is helpful it's good better than going backtracking and being like actually I, I liked wrong. it <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, this happens to me all the time uh, things that I've massively dismissed as a child and then gone back and read as an adult and really, really enjoyed. I can't think of any specific examples, but it does happen all the time. Yeah. Um, And I
1: think in the position that we're in, like sometimes when you get in a moment where it's like, you know, you've got five more comics left and it becomes a bit of a chore to kind of speed read them. You are a bit more flippant and kind of like write something off. And then when you revisit it, you're like, Oh wait, this is actually good shit. Mm. It doesn't happen very often, but I
0: think a notable one that comes up all the time on the Facebook group is um, identity crisis that DC um, event we're all about sort of elongated man yeah and, yeah, and it had, it was sort of like this big turning point in the DC universe where things became a bit more gritty and a bit more unpleasant for a long time um, and I loved that when I read that as a teenager and then sort of going back and rereading it going like ah oh, that sort of I still have a lot of affection for it but there's a lot about it that's no good and that makes me quite uncomfortable yeah um, so that's probably a notable example
1: yeah definitely I feel the same way about it too Um, Stephen Whitehead asks flight or invisibility flight flight Flight, this this was recently two options that you could have voted for in a splatoon the video game challenge Um, and I think (laughs) invisibility lost lost quite quite significantly so Stephen Whitehead has has another question more seriously is the direct market dying would it be a good thing if it did so by direct market I guess he means what comic book stores diamond yeah Um, physical copies
0: uh, I mean, I think it's a bad thing because I think part of the joy of... Um, and I mean, obviously, I'm heavily biased having worked in a comic book store since I was 17 and I love...
1: But you worked in a comic book store because you love comic book stores. Yes, So, exactly. that's not really biased.
0: And there's like, I think that some, like, comic books as, as they exist can be quite isolating as a hobby um, because it is something that's created in isolation and enjoyed in isolation, and comic book stores and the direct market allow you to interact with other human beings. And I like—I do mean this quite seriously. There have been um, customers who I've known at Kings, and there is an element to which you go, "Oh, I'm the only person that you've spoken to today," and that can, you know, you can be quite flippant with that and make fun of it. But like, it was nice being someone to, for people to talk to, mm. and to go like, "Oh, this is quite." you know, a niche hobby, here's someone who I can actually interact with about it. And a comic bookstore, store, um, like when I went away and worked in advertising for a year, I didn't realize how much that meant to me to be able to have people to talk to about this. Um, and so I think that I would be really sad if the direct market collapsed. And I think that would be a really bad thing. Um, I mean, I think it would be great if Diamond, if there was a competitor to Diamond because they are allowed to run, run, Rough shot across comic book stores. Um, But I think that... I, I think it would be a real shame if comic book stores disappeared.
1: I think from a, like a, a sales point of view and from a publishing point of view, like there are some things that I'd like to see change. Like I hate that, that you know so many titles that I love get cancelled because they mm. don't sell the issues needed to sell in single format. But then you know maybe they'll get a cult following and trade. Yeah, or, absolutely. Um, you know maybe they're doing really well digitally and like they're, they're, no one's ever really upfront about those sales figures or they don't yeah. factor in as prominently as as physical ones do. And you, I mean, like I'm sure digital sell yeah. an enormous amount now and like yeah, why absolutely. why it isn't included in that Well, you know we we don't know for sure if, yeah. if, if people do or don't but
0: but I think there's a, there's a weird thing that I find like where we we live in this time <laughs> within this era of like Netflix where you just get all of this content all the time and you there's an element which people feel like they deserve it and I think with comics there's such a direct line to the creators and people have this I, like attitude of like Oh, I deserve to read all of these comics all the time, and so I should get them digitally, and I should get them at the cheapest price. And people have put their time and hearts and souls into this work, and they don't see a huge return on their investment um, for what they're putting into it. And so, uh, I think that people should purchase more sensibly and maybe take stock of what they're actually buying. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Organize but, your like, lives. <laughs> but just like. Um buy with intention, buy with purpose, buy ethically. You know, like purchase things that you believe in and that you love. Like I get short box four times a year. Despite the fact that it costs an enormous amount of money for me to get it from the UK. But it's supporting creators and artists that I like and a and a vibe in comics that I support. Um So just do that, guys. Don't yeah. don't buy everything. You don't need everything. You don't need every Batman comic that's ever been written. But if you Buy something.
1: And, like, yeah, ignore the, events. Yeah. events. are, are the first things to go on sale. Yeah. Read them later. Yeah. They don't matter <laughs> that much. Um, Jim from uh, Kings asks, why do we drive in a parkway but park in a driveway?
0: Because fuck you, Jim.
1: Good answer. Uh, Jordan <laughs> Edwards asks, what's a comic you thought was stupid but eventually came to love? I can't think of a comic, but I guess the entire concept of Batman I thought was stupid. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> superheroes so, no, in general. I loved... The animated series of Batman, actually, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I remember when I first saw um, the the first both actually not like Batman Begins and Batman the Dark Knight, I thought it was ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get past because
0: um, it is ridiculous in that context. I know
1: I couldn't get past his voice, and I just thought they were really dumb movies. And it yeah. wasn't until Angus watched me watched them with me again after I'd stolen half his collection. Um, that I was like oh wait these are great these are actually really great movies
0: Mm. there's a lot of stuff that I like made fun of that now I sort of still make fun of but kind of love like really terrible dirty porny comics like Tarot Witch of the Black Rose which is awful but like it is what it is and that's kind of fun Mm. maybe something like that
1: Uh, Shiji Adima, I hope that's how you pronounce your name in fact he's made jokes on our group about one day you're going to have to pronounce your name (laughs) and I'm going to (laughs) laugh so I hope you get a kick out of that Um, he's asked, have you ever wanted to write a comic book of your own? If so, what about, or have you ever wanted to write for an already existing character? If so, about who and what story would you like to tell?
0: I mean, I'm shockingly uncreative. So I haven't, I haven't really ever considered writing. Like I have considered writing a comic book, but I have no ideas. So... That's where that ends.
1: I'm uh, I'm I'm three quarters of the way through my first ever junior fiction book, Woo! which I'm submitting to. a publisher very soon. It's very exciting, um, and it is about uh, it's a superhero. It's the start of what I hope to be a big superhero universe that I get to write for kids, and I hopefully turn into comics at some point because be awesome. there are some characters in it. Like I just came up with like the silliest character ever. Um, he is like the like the the Oracle type figure. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the superpowers. So basically he he um he drops his phone in, in the toilet. Nice. And then soaks it in rice yep. to, to get to absorb so it absorbs all the water. Mm-hmm. But then he eats the rice oh, and so he gets the superpowers of a phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say the superpowers of a toilet. <laughs> no.
1: And his name is iTone. Oh nice. Excellent. Name. His good. He's Tony. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. I, and I, I think like you know these things like I, I like because it's in the, in in the con- the the context of a kid's book you, you can do very silly things yeah absolutely like another another girl has bubble powers because she drank mentos and diet coke at the same time <laughs> that's pretty good um but yeah the main the main character is a about a boy who he refuses to eat vegetables um but he learns that when he does eat them he gets superpowers based on the vegetable he eats it's all so it's eating much, powers it's Popeye. yeah sure Popeye <laughs> and chew um but yeah i i i, I, I would love to write I guess you know the, the the idea of writing for a character that I'm a fan of like that just seems too impossible. It's too intimidating. But I have my own dumb stories. I actually used to write draw write and draw my own shitty comics. Uh, yeah. I have a few issues of them. Um, I should try and unearth you them and, and put them, them up somewhere. Um, Dominic Don, Donchik. I probably fucked that up too. Sorry. Nice. Uh, which non superpowered superhero would win an eating contest?
0: Non superpowered superhero. So like a, a, a comic
1: book character that doesn't have superpowers, like Batman, like or like like jughead
0: like jughead oh right yeah okay cool jughead jughead although um jughead issue 200 which was published a couple of years ago um had this whole the whole story arc and it was so good was about um how jugheads like metabolism is magic mm-hmm. and someone and an evil witch took his metabolism away and he got really fat it was really good <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of does have a superpower it's his metabolism yeah there's
1: there's one right answer to that question yeah it's jughead it's um, Dustin Douglas asks, if you could have a one-on-one dinner and brain-picking session with any creator from any era, who would it be? I bet we're Ooh. both going to say Jack Kirby, right?
2: Uh,
0: no. I, I, I just want I would
1: love to hear someone complain about how hard making comics is in the 40s <laughs> and like...
0: Yeah, Jack Kirby really had it tough. Um, I think maybe it's a toss-up. I feel like Jack Kirby... By reading his work, it's like having a dinner with him. I think he puts a lot out there. Um, same thing with um, Osama Chizuka. I would be interested to talk to him, but he just was such a hard worker that everything I think he possibly could have said he put into his work. Um, I think maybe Grant Morrison. I think that would be a fun meal.
1: Angus, I keep, I keep bringing him up in this yeah. podcast, but he's met Grant Morrison. Really? And, and Grant Morrison's wife, who he based his version of Emma Frost on. Was it weird? He said it was, it was very, very, He was very charming. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, he came in and did like some Triple J stuff. I've had his, some. Awesome I've Australia. heard
0: some um, funny stories about Grant Morrison from Nicholas Scott.
1: I would love to have dinner, but just truly from a fly on the wall, yeah. With Alan Moore and Grant Morrison, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can just cast spells at each other and, cur- <laughs> and curse each other's entrees. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun.
0: I would enjoy that.
1: Um, good question, Dustin. And he asked two more. Um, if everyday life was recorded by your, was recolored by your favorite colorist, who would it be and why? Oh. <laughs>
0: I love how, how
1: pink and wonderful all of Tamara Bonvian's co- yep. colours are. That would be lovely. Um, I think just because that would be unbelievable. I, w- I would pick her.
0: I think Geordie Blair makes everything and everyone look better, so I would like to be coloured by Geordie Blair.
1: Uh, Dustin's final question for now is, who is being commissioned to do the self-portrait of you hanging in your evil la- lair?
0: <laughs> oh, man. I wish I'd looked at these earlier so I could have thought this through. Um, <laughs> who draws Ron a- Wimbley. Probably Ron Wimbley.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, that would be amazing. You know that, <laughs> you know that, uh, it's like one of the early issues of saga where, um, Fiona Staples draws this, like this hideous beast with this disgusting big ball sack. Oh yeah. <laughs> I want me with a big disgusting ball sack by Fiona Staples. <laughs> <laughs> that would be horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> when Imagine someone's that. There, you'd be like, Oh fuck, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this guy's going to kill me with his balls. <laughs> um, Luke Krausen asks, or Croson. um, see, I fuck up white, uh, sorry, <laughs> I fuck up everybody's last name. Um, um, what is your favorite '90s comic run? Ooh, uh, Starman. Oh yeah, by James Robinson.
0: Um, see, I'm dumb because I'll get '90s and early 2000s confused. They're the same a thing. Lot. Grant Morrison's Justice League, maybe.
1: That's definitely '90s. Um, Luke. Oh God, Luke Osevurt. Nice. <laughs> How, about, how much of, I should have just done a disclaimer. I'm going to fuck up everyone's last names today. Enjoy. Um, how much of Hawkman is Hawk? 50%.
0: Uh.
1: His wings are pretty big. What's his, his,
0: what's his dick? 50%. <laughs> does he have a hawk dick? Is a hawk,
1: what, what, what does a hawk dick look like? Is it like I don't know. You know. Some birds have like that weird, like spirally dick. Oh like yeah. corkscrew dick.
0: Horrifying. I, Cause he just puts on wings, right? The wings aren't attached And, to and him. dick. And he puts on a hawk dick. <laughs> He was on You're right. wings, a hat, and a dick.
1: Okay, he's sixty-nine yeah. percent. <laughs> uh, Rick Gentusa asks: uh, kebabs or snack packs? Kebabs. Kebabs. It's a it's a complete meal. You get your vegetable content in there. Absolutely. And snack I am- packs are great, but so is just chips. Like yeah. that's why they're great. And it's just like you got exactly. to be somewhat responsible. Yeah. And the small amount of tabbouleh on a or on a kebab is is responsible enough.
0: Absolutely. I think you have to be like a teen. With a teen's metabolism Yep For a snack pack to be acceptable Which
1: Rick could well be um,
0: He's not He's a customer of Kings He's really? a teen he's anymore He's 100 Rick.
1: years old um, What percentage of hawk <laughs> is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had chance to sit down Crack open a cold one And chill out with any comic creator Past and present Why would it be Rob Liefeld? <laughs>
0: would be rob leifeld yeah. rob leifeld seems so like endearing. a genuine dude yeah. he seems nice and like i think that's why he keeps getting work
1: i also want to see what his feet look like yes i do <laughs> uh luke Osavort asked another one uh who would win a fight between baby shatterstar and Levin's child hereby referred to as lev uh, <laughs> which one though i know i've got two children I, remember, I give i say archie and matilda's name all the time too. yeah because
0: i think i would not I would put money on Matilda.
1: <laughs> yeah, Matilda is feisty. Yeah, she is like, yeah. <laughs>
0: but like smiling, she would like gouge your eyes out, but smiling all the time.
1: Um, assuming time magic it used to make Shatterstar and Lev born the same age.
0: I mean, Shadowstar has those sweet swords. Oh, so... really? You guys,
1: has swords? Oh, in like the character yeah, of Shadowstar. Yeah, right. So he would win. It's something to ask Rob Liefeld, I think. <laughs> uh, Brayden Green- Greenslade asks, can I have the question answer a question? So then you're answering a question with a question. Yes. Like the character of the question. Um, so Siobhan's going to do her best question impersonation for the next question.
0: Oh, no. I didn't realize I was. Which is how much wood
1: that. would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Okay, great. Good, good <laughs> answer. Um, who is your favorite supervillain and why is it Kite Man?
0: <laughs> um, it's not Kite Man. I genuinely think that Lex Luthor might be the best best supervillain.
1: Lex Luthor and Doctor Doom are my tied first yeah. because they um are um what's the word when they're neither good nor evil. Um
0: um oh god.
1: We both know it. We both yep. say it on the podcast constantly. Yep. Um uh they I just I, I think there's so much <laughs> you can do. I'm literally googling neither good nor evil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's bad. Um, yeah, like Lex Luthor is so you can understand where he's coming from, but then he does something that's so horrifyingly evil that it just makes you go like, "Oh, I trusted you. I trusted you momentarily, and that's that's the sickest burn." Fuck, of them
1: this all. sucks. I can't believe I can't really think of this word. They're like anti-hero. No, no, it's a no that's not the word I was looking wrong. for. It's like a, it's a word to describe someone who you don't know their intentions of.
0: Yeah. We'll never know. We'll
1: never know ever until next time I say it, and they're like, "That's the fucking word." <laughs> um, so we have another one from Brayden here. Um, uh, he says, "What do you th- do? You think you could stomach Green Arrow's chili? Note: Only he and Batman have swallowed ever swallowed it without seeing the light." Um, yes, I once did a hot wing oh. eating competition at my restaurant, The Dip, mm-hmm. in which we. Got the hottest hot sauce in the world, which is like an insane Scoville unit. Oh my god! That's how they measure heat. Yeah. Um, and people had to, people traditionally we didn't because we we're unprofessional, have to sign a like a waiver that wow. you know you you know what you're doing to yourself. We had three people pass out at my what? restaurant. And we ran out of milk to give people, so I had to break open two four-litre casks of cream. What? So, people were just <laughs> in my restaurant disgusting. guzzling cream. Anyway, I ate it numerous times throughout the week, and I was fine. I could do it.
0: Yeah, I could not. I have a delicate tum-tum. Um, but Kings, <laughs> Kings have done um, a couple of times a hot wing challenge, so I'm going to have to find out what that sauce is. Yeah, I'll get it. Get it. You would
1: touch it. So the first Ooh. time I had it, I put it on my finger and I ate it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" My eyes are watering, so I wiped my eye, but I wiped the chili sauce into my eye. Wow! And I was just on the floor, just going like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wayne Wayne is the funniest because he instigates all of these like hot sauce challenges, but he can't, he cannot take it. He's like and he that, just that, cries. That little it's kitten so that just
1: wants to fight other cats. Yeah,
0: it's so good. <laughs> I love it.
1: Um, and funnily enough, number five that Braden asks is what is Wayne's greatest pain. <laughs> There is, there, is,
0: there is a video of him crying Hot On sauce. the King's um, Instagram I think You can probably find it It was very funny Rebecca It was after Hart, Free Comic Book Day
1: Rebecca Hart asks "What Which novelist would you like to see try a comic?
0: Ooh, um I mean
1: Chaucer some-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think um, someone rushy Could do something really interesting Oh wow Okay That would be fun Um if she hadn't passed away, I would love to see Diana Wynne Jones,
1: Roll in- Dale comic, yeah, a Roll dial comic comic world would be unbelievable. Yeah, that would be good. Because he never did superpowers; he always did like these magic, magic powers yeah. and stuff like that. But imagine if he had to like imagine his version of the Justice League, or like <laughs> his version of like a shield that had to keep all the powers that all these kids had in all check. naughty children and who are going all-
0: to be punished for being naughty. <laughs> he hated children.
1: He did. Um, Reynaldo Guesmondo asked um, with a lot of talk about plummeting sales in comics admittedly focused on the big two what are your thoughts on the current health of the comic book industry bad strategy with number ones more comics in libraries how would you improve the industry to make it the absolute success it should be kind of touched on this earlier yeah I think the constant renumbering is like not as big a issue as everyone says it is. It certainly is an issue, but like yeah. that's most of the comics are still good. I guess it does. It just discourages grumpy old men to not read them.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I am concerned about the comic book industry currently. I think that we could be heading towards another big bust period. Really, I hope not. Why?
3: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Just because... Yeah. Nice birth. That is your I'm first sorry. birth in the podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I got away with it. Blame it on Nate. Definitely right not. <laughs> um, I just think that like... It, it was doing so well for so long and we just couldn't maintain that level of sales and interest. And I think that as the cinematic universes expand, people are finding less and less reason to read comics because they're like, oh, well, I just like the movies. I'm just going to watch the movies. That's great. Um, I think that to... I think that we're going to start to see more standalone graphic novels and I think that's a good call. I think that the way people consume stuff now, there's less of an interest in getting a monthly comic and people just want to get a big, they want to get the full story and they want to binge it. Um, So I think that that's probably a better way for things to go. People, I mean, you know, people have been saying for years that like singles are out and it's just going to be all graphic novels. Um, And I don't think that that's true, but I think that Marvel could downsize significantly and put more money into Better creative teams and getting the same creative team to get through a whole run, and that would that would be a good thing.
1: I think less people, what people should spend less time saying comics are dead and that yeah. things are a problem, and just fucking focus on the things they like instead. And, Absolutely, and direct more people to the comics that they think are good.
3: Yeah, get that, that get, will boost sales too. Yeah, get you more know?
0: people reading comics and uh, more all ages stuff as well, because yeah. like all ages comics are doing well. You yeah. know.
1: Um, Lynn from Kings hey. asks um if you had to get a writer to name your next child, who would you entrust with this responsibility?
0: Oh my god, that's I mean, such a good question. Yeah, it's a good amazing
1: one. Rob um, Liefeld for Rob your, Liefeld. W-
0: Obviously. Um for all of my children. I mean you want Stanley to do it because he's done some of the best and the most notable ones. You
1: don't want, especially if you're a person of colour, Jack Kirby to do it, because he'd just name you <laughs> like black baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We actually have a toy called Black Baby <laughs> that was like mine, um, mine growing up, and it's just like a life-size, anatomically correct, really dark-skinned boy baby. We just called him Black Baby.
1: So you're all Kirby's. because I'm We're all, all racist. <laughs> um, it was a different time. It was a different time. The early nineties. <laughs> um, I don't know to answer that seriously. Mm. Um, I don't know. Brian K. Vaughan, yep. Lying Good. Baby. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Smith asks, which comics do offend Siobhan Coombs?
0: Ooh! Um, things Scooby? That are just, Scooby Yeah, apocalypse. Scooby Apocalypse. Things that are just bad. Things um, that. Uh, what's his name? Who just did the Divided States of Hysteria?
1: How Jacobs. Howitcha- yeah, yeah
0: Howard Jacobs awesome. offends me. Just because, like, th- like, even just saying that out loud, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever said. And I hate that.
1: Um, Brian O'Connell asks, anyone noticed that now that Shatterstar is here, Siobhan hasn't been as infatuated with comic book hero or villain crotches? Kind of funny. And I replied immediately with, that's not a question or true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I refute that strongly.
1: <laughs> um, I'll Vance, talk more
0: about dicks if people want.
1: We, we, we did a lot of dick talk yeah, this week. Yeah, I know. Fine, you're fine. We're good. Cool, thanks. <laughs> uh, Vanny Vance asks, how will you answer so many stupid questions?
0: Just like this. Yep.
1: <laughs> then she asks Marvel or DC, the stupidest question of all. <laughs> both. It can be both. Absolutely. Never. Don't choose an allegiance. That's dumb. They're, yeah. they're just by, people that do are just ignoring so many good things from a, absolutely the publisher. And also, there's more than just two. Yeah. Read everything if you can. Try to. Uh, then her final question is: regretting your? Are you regretting your? The questions don't have to be comic book related decision yet. Nope. No. No, this cool. needs to be going fine. Scott Taft asks, uh, why does Diamond suck so bad when it comes to distributing, and why hasn't another company come in and contested their reign?
0: They suck so much because there is no one contesting their reign. and other companies have tried, but they like it would take such a huge amount of money to be able to start that off because Diamond have the distribution rights for everything, for all comics that get sent to every comic book store in the Western English speaking world. So you would need a huge amount of capital to be able to try and um, compete with them. And so many companies have come and gone trying to do that and they've not been able to do it. It sucks.
1: Wow. This just in, Diamond, not a girl's best friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was fun because I could see you getting really excited to say that.
1: <laughs> True dad style. Yeah. Uh, Tom Grant Ellis asks, which Lantern core of your choice would you be in?
0: Um, I'd be in the pink lanterns because I'm a girl <laughs> and I love love.
1: I'm going to make up my own one. Um, and the, the, the emotion associated mm-hmm. with it is sarcasm. Nice. When the color is green, light green, mm. like, a, like, a, like a lime green. <laughs> yeah, 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 So you're like, from afar, you're like, fuck, I'm in trouble. Oh,
0: it's the green lanterns. I'm sure it's the green
1: lanterns. Yes. And you get there and it's like, oh no, it's the <laughs> sarcastic one. And she- they're like, uh, yeah, I'll help you tomorrow. Like, just, like, real shit. just like and, and whenever they show up in a book, you're like, fuck, it's the sarcastic <laughs> Green Lanterns again. That's
3: so it's annoying. It's such a
1: hard emotion to put in writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Um, Daniel asks me, um, which comic book is actually the best? Which um, comic book well, the best? It changes week to week. Yeah. It, it could be Stray Bullets. Mm-hmm. It could be um, Aberrato. Mm-hmm it could be any number of books i mm. say is the best yeah. the best the best is not an ultimate thing that's why i use it so <laughs> flippantly i think i make up for everyone else's negativity by yep. giving out extra positivity that's in my nice. world anyone and everyone can be the best at some point <laughs> isn't that <laughs> <That's> lovely beautiful <laughs> uh shane bennett favorite sandwich fillings
0: ooh um uh, I don't know.
1: My wife used to have a, a website called Sandwich Face, which you can visit. It's sandwich- no way. I don't know. If, maybe the, the, the domain expired. Hopefully it didn't. Sandwichface.com it used to be it. A, a friend of hers bought her bought her the domain.
0: That's really fun. Was it just like sandwich reviews? Yeah. Oh,
1: no. We would just make sandwich and she'd take a photo and then we put it up. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, uh, the domain lapsed, everyone.
0: Oh, that sucks.
1: Um, But maybe it's on Tumblr. Uh, but I am a big fan. I just like, I'm all about the balance. I don't understand people that are like, you know... Oh man, sandwichface.tumblr.com is for some reason a Marvel Tumblr now. <laughs> Whoa, that's <laughs> well, th- weird. That's very strange. I don't know. Try and find my my wife's old website. Maybe it's in the Wayback Machine. There's some good sandwiches on there. If you want to see my, my attempts at cooking before I had a restaurant, there's some fun fun ideas in there. Oh, that's fun. But I am a massive. I, I think you got it. You got to balance the meat mm-hmm. with the veg. Yep. You need the freshness. And then it's an Australian thing. This is not shared by many Americans who mm. are very big, you know. Just meat. Cheese and meat and sauce. Yeah. That's, a, that's a sandwich. That's you done. Man, um,
0: you know what sandwich I had when we were in San Francisco recently? And I think about it a lot. Because it was like an avocado sandwich. And I was like, that sounds boring, but I'm going to get it. And then it had <laughs> it was like heaps of avocado, plus like a spicy sauce and really crunchy chips. And it was yeah, fucking that's delicious.
1: Great. Amazing. I'm also a big fan of I uh, that a lot. the inside. Just, I just said against this, but um, sometimes a, a, a tiny amount of pickle and mustard is all you need to balance meat. And yep. I'm a massive fan of an insanely big Jewish uh, Reuben as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because we don't like where Australia is terrible at that. Yep. I don't know why we have a massive Jewish community, but it's, it's, so very, it's very hard to get like Cat's Deli style food. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Lag, Lagner's Deli.
0: But um, yeah, something like pickled is pretty, is pretty yeah, pickles,
1: essential. Pickles are a, pickles are, yeah, pickles are the best sandwich filling. Yeah. Put a pickle on your sandwich. Delicious. Or the pickle juice, you sprinkle them over mm-hmm. uh, Hannibal Buress
0: style.
1: Mm. Um, Alex Gartner asks, who wrote the best run of Moon Knight?
0: Oh, I mean, I've probably not read enough Moon Knight to really say anything
1: we haven't given them, them a me. shout out yet but two of our favourite listeners um, oh, yeah. Connor and Ray um, who've, who have both asked us questions so far in this episode started an excellent podcast all about Moon Knight they are the Moon Knight experts um, it's called Into the Night that's but a very good name Knight it's which I've listened to it's a really fun podcast and they totally met just because of serious issues which it's I think so is really cute. really sweet I love that um, so definitely ask them who wrote the best run on Moon Knight because they know better than us but from what of I've the read two I've read <laughs> I've read about four different runs and my favourite by far was the Warren Ellis Declan Shelby mm. six issues I love one shots and yeah. every one of those issues was a one shot that was good um, he also asked, what is your least favorite recurring thing you see that comic? Th- oh, wow. I love this question. What is your least favorite recurring thing that you, you see that comics customers repeatedly do?
0: Ooh, comics <clears throat> customers. I can <throat> ask this cause I don't actually have any allegiance to <laughs> Kings
1: really beyond this podcast and I'm not really offending anyone. And the most awful thing that comic book customers repeatedly do is not wearing deodorant.
3: Yeah. fuck man
1: the smells yeah the fucking smells if you're listening right now and you read comics and don't wear deodorant just Come don't on, just guys. drop one comic yeah once a month and, and buy up, a stick a deodorant. of deodorant or, or shower whatever yeah. i just i don't I, the, I don't understand what it is about comic book readers and their decision to that smelling is okay
0: it is a rough it is a rough thing especially like in Australia, we get very hot summers mm. and sometimes the store is not a fun place to be. And I get to work out the back mostly now and I'll walk out and go like, whew, okay, yeah. I'm going back out
1: the back. And like, you know, the comic book stores, are, they're a store that you're not in for, you know, a short amount of time. You're in yeah. there for a while. You want to find the perfect book for you. And, I, I you know, you hear that, you know, bullshit like, you know, nerd culture bashing where you know, mm. oh the annoying conversations all the blah blah, that's fine. That you mm. see like, you know, the King staff I see put up with some pretty insane conversations, but yeah. just, they, just they they have they but the share the the smell is fucked yeah. up, man.
0: Also don't hit on <laughs> female staff members. No, that's true too. Especially <laughs> if you stink. <laughs> that's yeah. That's annoying.
1: Uh Daniel Smith with another one. Uh do either Levens or Siobhan or even any of the King staff own a working VCR? <laughs>
0: I are you looking you, for one? <laughs> I bet you fucking money that Scott Sheen's does because I, I just bet he does.
1: Okay, um, I, my parents, Cause Scott. my parents do because that's where all my old VH VHS ta- tapes are. Nice, um, but uh, no, I've never never bought one. I have like two or three tapes that I that I held onto mm. that I, you can't get anywhere else, like weird cult movies. Cool, but um, I I'd probably just never watch them again. Mm. Um, ben Quinlan asks, "What superhero would you least like to be married to?"
0: Least like to be married to Hal Jordan. That's a fair call. He's away a lot. Uh, Wolverine, because he'd probably get amnesia and forget about me and <laughs> kill me or something.
1: <laughs> I just think, yeah, uh, Green Lantern. Uh, sorry, Hal Jordan's just so dull. Yeah, <laughs> like but then god. everyone would love me. Yeah, they're like Hal. Yeah, he's you know he's fine, but Flevins? Oh my <laughs> god, what a character! <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Oh my god. Um, what's the weirdest question the King staff have been asked?
0: Oh man, there have been like the King staff used to keep a. Uh, blog that was really funny, um, that detailed all of the bizarre shit that used to come out. Wayne Wayne has commented on this and (laughs)
1: said, it wasn't a question, but Gareth and I had a customer come in and complain about the manager at Games Paradise because she wouldn't refund a Ouija board he purchased (laughs) because he said it didn't work. (laughs) That's brilliant.
0: (laughs) That's really good. Um, There have been so many, but I just forget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Gary Fisher, <laughs> if you could bring back one title, what would it be and why? Uh, Gail Simone's Secret Six.
0: Yeah, because it was the best. Yep. End of end of story.
1: Alex Gartner, um, would you ever consider doing a special episode about your top 10, 20, 30 favorite comics of all time? Because I just fucking love com- compartmentalizing and listing, and it would also be a great recommendations episode. Thanks for the show every week. It means a lot to someone with no friends, also interested in comics. Hey, that that rela- relates to something you spoke about earlier. Yeah, that's nice. Um,
0: I have a hard time with lists. What about what about
1: best of the year? That, that could be. We, we do our, yeah, our awards, right. but I think uh, us doing one specifically about our favorite would be fun. Yeah, that would be cool. We also, I, I bought the thousand comics you must read. Oh
0: my god! I had a flick through that in the library the other day, and it's like. We are not going to have read 90%. So I, I think over
1: over the course of a few episodes, I think it would be fun to try, try and go through that book and figure out how many we've read. Yeah. If we have any intention of reading them or mm. that kind of thing. That could be fun. Could so, be Alex, fun. We, we will keep your interest in mind. Um, Gus Peterson asks, what are your favorite dark street-level superhero stories? Hmm, I like Dead Daredevil run a lot. But I actually especially love Brubaker's Daredevil run, which follows immediately on from that, where they're all in jail. Mm-hmm. And it's Daredevil and the Punisher in jail. I fucking love that story. That's maybe my favorite Daredevil story.
0: I think probably, like, a lot of the classic Batman stories where it's more, like, detective oh, stuff. Oh, fuck, yeah, man. Um, the detec- yeah, especially
1: the 80s Batman. Like, Batman in the 80s is, like, one of the few, like... Actually, no, a lot of 80s things are good. Yeah, a lot of 80s. But I love... I, I find... I find like the you know we complain about the um over over explaining over um mm-hmm. what's it called uh, exposition exposition stuff that in 80s comics but it actually really works in Batman because he's a fucking detective yeah so that makes sense for you I, I I miss the narration the the thought bubbles in Batman comics absolutely I would I just would love one that scratched that itch for me and was like a proper detective book yeah that would um, be that would be the dream um, we did a Batman episode and I specifically listed a few comics that were particularly good from the 80s mm. that did that. Um, but also the Warren Ellis Moon Knight run as well was another good mm-hmm. dark street level thing. Um, Luke Ossevold again. Which superhero would you like to see killed off permanently? Ooh, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I'm a firm believer that there's no bad characters; it's just you know bad writing. Yeah. So I think, uh, but you know, also Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robert Hadley, what's the comic that is the most for you? Ooh. So this is just a reworded what's your favorite comic and you hate that question. Why are you excited?
0: <laughs> I know, but there's things that are just for like you. Okay, for sure. me. yeah. Um Oh gosh. I don't know. Maybe um Kate Beaton's strips um mm-hmm. are extremely for me because I um Studied history at university. I love a lot of the things that she goes into in, like, great depth, like the little funny comics she does about, like, Jane Austen books or the Bronte sisters and stuff like that that scratches a really specific itch for me. Um, so they're very for me.
1: I think I, my immediate tastes change very quickly mm. at the moment. I'm, all I want to do is read European comics yeah. or manga. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because it's what we get the least of and the small amounts, little taste of it. I'm like, oh, more, 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 more please. Yep. So at the moment those nice <laughs> um, i've got some stuff that i should let you yeah definitely i spent a lot of money on in this sale like a mm. 100 bucks in the sale just getting so much comics is great The nice. um otto Coble otto Cobler, otto cobbler i don't know otto cobra um, <laughs> asks who's your favorite letterer and what do you consider good lettering
0: oh gosh i'm gonna be a total dick because i don't know that many letterers and i know what an important part it is of comics and i know it's such a vital um element but i'm just i'm just that dick who doesn't pay attention.
1: Well, I love Russ Wooton. Okay. He does all of Rick Remender's books at Image. Oh, yeah. I think he might do Walking Dead as well, actually. But I in particular I think Black Science has incredible lettering. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he also did the lettering on Joe Casey's sex book, which is a brilliant lettering where instead of bolding the important words that he would put colour behind the important words oh, that's in each. Fun. And it looks so great. I think that's Russ Wooten as well. But I think I I I first I I think that's an amazing name, and so I I Mm. paid attention whenever I saw his name on a book. He's probably my favorite letterer. He does mostly image stuff. Cool. Um, But they're great. Um, Pierre Arnett asks, why can't Marvel get their events right? They're never on time and the landings never stick. I love DC and Marvel, but Marvel needs to get it together because I love it when I can talk about both of them, but with positivity.
0: Um, I think it's a hard thing to do, to especially when they have so many books, to get the timings right and to do something that affects everything.
1: Sure. This goes out the window, though, because Secret Empire was not delayed at all. And yeah. yet, Generation started like three weeks before the final issue. Well, even like, yeah, three or four weeks before the final issue of Secret Empire. And so, we were like, why the fuck are we getting these?
0: Mm, that's I, a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it really,
1: it's really frustrating. I don't know. I wish I could give you an answer. I think, yeah. If you want to be mad at people, be mad at the higher-ups at Marvel. Agreed. I, 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 I'm I, sure they have a very hard job, but like, that is like a massive oversight and it makes me really frustrated. Like, honestly, like, delay your books. Yeah. Sell a little less in one month. Never. Get, get everyone excited for your books by ending the events properly. That would be much more preferable. mm but then you have, you know, DC. I hate that they have those, like, you know, the fifth week of the month is always, oh, we'll just give them a bunch of annuals. Yeah, that is annoying. Um, so, whatever. Uh, Philip McFarlane, would you rather have Tom King write an e- epic image run or have Brian K. Vaughan write an event for one of the big two? Ugh. They would be of the quality you would expect of the two, so no bad editor-publisher interference.
0: I think I would want to see a Brian K. Vaughan event. I think, I think so that would too, be really because interesting.
1: Tom King did Sheriff of Babylon, which yeah. I think is him just doing whatever the fuck he wanted for, for Vertigo. So we've hmm. kind of already had that. Um, although I would love to see it. Like imagine imagine a Tom King book that went for as many issues as Saga has gone for so yeah. far. Um, so that would be I, cool. I want both of them is my cheating answer. But I think you know, a Brian K.
0: Vaughan event would be really interesting.
1: But then beyond that, though, like I, the only Brian K. Vaughan mainstream big two story I've ever liked is Runaways. And that was True. him doing his own thing anyway. So if he gets to do his own thing, image style, but with M- Marvel or DC characters, mm. I'm interested in that. But like he did, he did the oath by Doctor Strange, which is like okay, um, oh, it's, yeah. And then it's there's good. what there's like he did a Superman arc and a, maybe a Wonder Woman one. I, know, I haven't I really really about. loved any of the big two stuff he's done. Runaways is amazing though. Runaways is the best. So good. Um. Richard Golgowski asks you guys often made the comment this will read better in trade in fact I think I made it like four times in the last episode Uh, do you think there'll be a time where creators would prefer to release their stories as trades instead of the single issue format I think I would be in favour of this for writers such as Hickman and Remender I know Joe Casey is now releasing sex this way
0: Um, I think definitely that's the way that we're heading you know
1: also just just interrupt you I love the image of um, Joe Casey as like a big bad villain saying release the sex
0: (laughs) That is good. That's a good image. Um, I think that like the way that stories are being told now is much more in sort of six issue arcs. Whereas in the past, it was kind of more like you could jump on any issue and it was just this ongoing serial. Um, So I think that we'll probably see more things being released in trade. I think it's a good call.
1: I think, yeah, especially for Hickman.
0: Especially for Hickman. Although you'd be waiting like two years. That's fine. But I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen Scott asks, is Manifest Destiny just the greatest comic of our lifetimes or the best comic for all of eternity?
0: You're so weird, Stephen Scott. (laughs) It's just not, like, it's a, I, I haven't read it, so I will accept that I maybe don't know how great it is, but I refuse to believe that Manifest Destiny is better than, like, anything that that Tezuka created.
1: I I find, I thought the first three trades were really, really great, but it hasn't been as good as that since... Since the, f- the first three stories they told. Just read,
0: read something else. <laughs> 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 Try other things. Steve Steven is
1: the biggest image fan in our group. He only reads image books and um, it pains him to read anything besides image. <laughs> uh, Philip McFarlane, what is the best American black and white comic? Stray Bullets. Or, yeah, I don't remember that. Currently, Stray Bullets. Black Magic. Or maybe um, Strangers in, Par- in Paradise. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. What is it, it strange. Str- yeah, Strangers in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's there's so many good ones. Fuck yeah, it's not Walking Dead, not Walking Dead, which is fine, but it's not the best. Um, did was Archie black and white for a while? Peanuts. No, I think it's always been called. Peanuts. Mm. Was is Calvin and Hobbes? Bone bones black and white. Yep, there's so many good white. ones. I don't know going to next of ones. There's lots of good black and white comics. People that don't like black and white comics, get your heads checked. Absolutely. Um, which comic publisher has the most interesting history? Is a question asked by Jordan Edwards.
0: I mean, they're all pretty interesting. Like, the history of DC is really interesting. The history of Marvel is very Marvel's very interesting. Marvel's insane. Image is very interesting. And, like, a you know, it was this reaction against DC and Marvel, what DC and Marvel became. That's very interesting. And then
1: became the most ridiculous 90s label ever, mm. and now is the opposite of that. Mm. Um, and then you've got the Valiant universe, like, going bankrupt and then being rebought and brought back to glory recently. Shatterstar's here, everybody. Shatterstar's got some questions to ask. Mostly, where's my fucking dinner? (laughs) Uh, Tom Burton asks, do you guys consider yourselves celebrities? (laughs) I know I I consider all the hosts and comedians on the various Australian podcasts I listen to kind of like celebrities. But I wonder if all you guys think as much.
0: Um... That's very adorable. I, like, okay, someone did comment something on the Facebook page recently, and I can't remember who it was, so I'm really sorry, that did totally blow my fucking mind, where he said he went into his local comic book store in Kentucky, United States of America, and taught, Where they invented chicken. Where they invented chicken, and he, he was talking to the owner of the store who said that they were a fan, which blows my tiny mind, and that's really cool, um, but definitely not. That's bizarre. It's bizarre. I think I think you are a local Sydney celeb. You're a celeb. I was I was on the, I was on the sister. front cover of Time Out once. Yeah, friend, a friend With of my, my little sister closed. was embarrassed um to meet you. Oh, really? She was really excited to meet you and I was like I got episode? to intro you. Uh yeah, I think so. I think cute. so. It um, was very cute. It
1: no, I don't think cute. we're celebrities at all. No, that would I be think weird. I mean but yeah, there is very, I mean uh, you can be a fan of someone without them having to be a celebrity. Absolutely. Um
0: <laughs> yeah, like I'm a fan of um,
1: your, your baby, for my one. baby, You're He's fan? not a celeb. <laughs> um, yeah, if we ever start acting like celebrities, just totally call us out on it, guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: oh, I laughed too hard and upset my baby.
1: Oh, so she, he's calling you out right now. <laughs> um, Tom Grant Ellis asks, What's a comic that was so bad it put you off comics for even a little bit because they reminded you of it? That <laughs> hasn't
0: there have happened been yet. Times. Oh, there, there have been times where I've just been like, fuck, I'm so exhausted. I think Convergence really upset me. I, think that was I didn't an, even read that. Was a event. tough time. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh,
1: Chris Neal asks, "What's a series that you liked that has been was made by a writer or artist you hate, and a series you hated by a writer or artist you love?"
3: Ooh.
1: Very specific.
0: Yeah. Uh, probably Mark Millar's, like all, um, like Adventures of Superman stuff.
1: Yeah, and then uh, I sp- hate Mark Millar, especially when um, he did that Starlight when he came back. Yeah. Um, and I was, and I, I at the time I I think I read like Kick Ass two and I was mm. like this is I hate this man. so bad mm. and then that came out of uh, like he kind of did a bunch of image books and mm. and um that Starlight in particular I was like man I fucking love this so mm. much and I don't like we Mark tried to Miller make the
0: Malare thing
1: yeah we really thought it was he was coming good but he's back on his bullshit out, no. writing shit books for idiots <laughs> again <laughs> <laughs> um and Thanks. then a series. A series that I that I hate by a writer and artist that I love. That's almost easier, but I can't think of it specifically. I, I didn't. Know, right? I didn't love. We stand on guard. The Brian K. Vaughan. Oh yeah. Steve's Gross book about America and and Canada, and Canada. at war.
0: I quite liked that one.
1: Um, um, but it, like compared to everything else he he did last, like you know year before last, it was. True. Had nothing on Paper Girls or Saga or anything else.
0: True. Oh, well, that's uh, a tough question. Oh, Grant
1: Morrison, um, Nameless. Oh, yeah. In your image a while ago. And that was with the same, with that awesome uh, penciler who did Batman Inc.
0: I really didn't like his Batman run at the time. So, I think I need to go back and reread that. I think that might be one of those things that, like, I didn't like at first, but now I would enjoy more. Mm -hmm. But, yeah.
1: Um, Brian McDade asks, what are the pros and cons of comics as a medium compared to other forms of entertainment? what do you think comics as an industry needs to do to survive? I mean, comics will be around forever, ever, maybe as an industry. Yeah. Less so, um, as films take, I don't know, whatever, like, but
0: comics will always be around because like all, um, I think Brandon Graham said at graphic festival in Sydney, um, when he was being interviewed that all you need to make comics, uh, is a pencil and a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. It's, doesn't cost you anything to make a comic, but you have the biggest budget in the world to do whatever Tell you want. To story, yeah. Um, and it's a totally unique storytelling medium, and it's the best one.
1: It's my favourite one, too. Um, so the pro is that it's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> um, Connor asks, what's your official drink of choice for comic book reading? Um, for comic book podcasting, it's green tea. I feel like that's tea. what we drink almost every episode.
0: Green tea is pretty much what I drink 90% of the time.
1: Um, I occasionally we'll go out, take my comics with me, drink too much wine or too many beers. That's nice. Oh, I was drunk when I read that one. I got, <laughs> you're right. I had a bunch of beers with, um, and then I had a cocktail with Claire from Planet Broadcasting because <laughs> oh, she nice. was up um, from Melbourne for a podcast festival. On so Thursday you just sat with night. her
0: and ignored her and read comic books? <laughs> no,
1: no, no. And then on the train home, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I got my comics out and I read some. That's why uh, I was like, I knew I got drunk last week. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, I mean, occasionally it's beer and wine.
0: It's nice. Yeah. It's just it's just tea for me because I'm boring.
1: I'm a big fan of natural wines, mm. but not a big fan of craft beers. Mm. Go figure. They, they, you would think one and the same, but um, I, I like a cheap shit beer. Yep. And I love a um
0: fancy fancy pants wine.
1: No, no, no. no. F- the fancy pants implies like old bougie French yeah. shit. I like like natural is like young the, bougie shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what he also asked, what drink do you? What, he's, <laughs> what drink you be fine having to drink every time you read a comic? Connor, you're too young to be drunk. <laughs> I don't understand what that is. I think he's the perfect age to be drunk. That's very 16? true. Actually. Fucking hell, I was drunk when I was 16.
0: Man, I drank a lot of Midori. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um,
1: Philip McFarlane asks, which comics have you bought based solely on the cover? Did they live up to the promise of the cover or disappoint?
0: Oh, everything and then Never.
1: Yeah, all 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 superhero comics, like yep. so many of them are like, Oh my god, look what's gonna happen in this in this yes. issue. And then it's yeah, I I learnt to not succumb to the tricks of superhero comic covers long ago. It's a good call. Luke Ossevort again, which supervillain would make the best boss? Luther. Yeah, obviously Luther. Luther. I think he'd
0: probably really look after his staff.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um Luke Osavoort again, uh, what do you think comics could learn from manga and vice versa?
0: Uh I mean the thing that immediately, like, pops into my head is that manga, if possible, has an even worse attitude towards creators. Like, Tezuka put himself into an early grave by working t- to such insane deadlines. Um, so, I think manga could just chill out a little bit, guys.
1: Uh, and comics could learn uh, format. I would mm. love, like, you know, that, that classic mo- novel-size yes. um, manga format for, for books, like, smaller smaller panels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that, that a, lot of, a lot of like romance comics or mm-hmm. like, you know, like uh, kind of smaller, even superhero comics would, would fit that mold Absolutely. a bit better.
0: But also they um, do things in Japan where everything's like serialized in oh, magazines. Right. Yeah, totally. I would love that where like a monthly magazine where I get like six different stories serialized, but that caters to my specific like genre
1: taste. We would complain about that every single time it came out because we'd would, be like, I don't remember. It. We got that oh, with yeah. that weird Alan Moore book. Which we oh, never we yeah. didn't remember one thing oh, that from. That was hard though. That was hard. That was hard work. <laughs> um, how many questions on a Q and A thread is considered spamming or greedy? No, fifty. <laughs>
3: Ten.
1: Why did uh, that was asked by Philip McFarlane? Um, Tom Grant <laughs> Ellis asks why does Levens hate omnibuses? Because they are enormous. They're hard to read. They're hard to read. You can't even bend them properly to yeah. read every page. Um, and I just think like any comic that can be read uses a murder weapon. <laughs> Um, (laughs) But like
0: probably any could That's true Paper cut to death Absolutely
1: Staples Eat eat one of those You're fucked
0: You're fucked mate (laughs) Um, I like omnibuses Because it's nice to have it all collected into one thing And also comic book store Hot tip If you're looking for something that will appreciate in value Omnibuses actually do Because stuff will go out of print And that'll be the only way that you can collect the whole
1: thing Rick asks, Will you be my father, Levins? Sure. Edward Heddington Jr. <laughs> asks, You guys planning on doing any con casts at all? Our con in Seattle has been dedicating sections to podcasts. That would be super rad. Does that mean like go to cons? Like eventually? Yeah, I think so. We'll take our kids on the road and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 do a bunch of cons? I've never been to a con, like besides like our shitty ones in Australia. Like I yeah. I, I would love to go to an insane one in the States at some point. I also don't. I'd love to go on one of like the smaller ones in like yeah.
0: In, I want to go to Thought the, Bubble in the UK.
1: Um, yeah, R- Rebecca, who asked us a few questions, is going to that. Ah, I'm very jealous, Rebecca. Next, she asked if he wanted anything, and I said, just Aww. spend all that money on yourself. Yeah, you please, Rebecca.
0: It. That's very kind of you,
1: though. Um, Philip McFarlane asks, will you be trying to bring Star up in a non-gendered environment?
0: Uh, that seems hard. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Heaps know what that means. I mean, I'm going to encourage him to not hate women, <laughs> um, and to think of women as people.
1: I think. I think if people people that choose to do so, that's that's totally amazing. And, and incredible. But it's just something that I just in in, in my head, it just seems extremely difficult. It seems and, and really parenting is difficult enough.
0: Absolutely. If if turns around and is like, actually, I think I'm more. Like Domino, in in my little Shadow Star body, I'd be like, you know what? Absolutely, you do, you little guy <laughs> or little girl, whatever. Yeah, I, I think um, I, 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 I
1: try and raise my kids in an
0: as long, an, you're an as, long yeah, as you're in if- X Force, I don't <laughs> care.
1: Yeah, I try and an equal gendered environment is, is certainly easier than non. Yeah, absolutely, but it's still hard. Um, Trenmont born from from, from from because of the yeah. yeah. world, not because of us. Um, <laughs> Trenmont Bench asks, I like top five lists. So can you do a top five of any of the following? Okay, sassy female superheroes, female Hawkeye. Yep, I was gonna Hawkeye straight away. Uh, Mockingbird.
0: Um. Oh God, who Um, else is sassy? Jubilee. Yes, absolutely. Rogue. These are all Marvel so far. We need one DC. No, they're
1: not really that sassy. Huntress. Uh,
0: Huntress. Yes. Nice. Nailed. Okay,
1: we did. Okay. Daredevil love interests. I don't know them. Karen.
0: Karen is the worst one. She sucks. She's not in the top five. Um Night Nurse. Is the, she actually no, yeah, I don't know. I, um, Misty Knight. I the, don't know. The one that
1: Wade made up with the Spanish last name that was named after the dead com the dead uh
0: Oh yeah. Oh, Electra. Electra. <laughs> Nate
1: very <laughs> Nate, Nate's about to walk <laughs> out of the house. <laughs> I don't know. Do we do five? That's five. That's five. Most boring Benders books. Civil War two, all new X Men. Um Spider Men Two. Yep. Uh this is way too easy <laughs> um <laughs> anything oh you Daredevil, listen. end of days Yep. uh and um, 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 guardians of the galaxy nice, very easy, um not manga, but often confused for manga books
0: oh god, uh probably like faith aaron hicks's books they um, get empowered yeah empowered um
1: mech cadet you
0: wanton soup by stacco.
1: Um, uh, and I'm just looking at my shelf Batman yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gary Molesby asks What's a story art that caught you off guard Perhaps seemed out of character for a book But was awesome nonetheless um, I loved when Punisher was suddenly Frankenstein That that Frankencastle act that, that Rick Remender did That was so good Nate is shaking his head That was great It was so dumb it was, but so it was great. pretty silly Pun- Punisher is a tremendously <laughs> dumb character yeah, totally. And so making him dumber is A-OK by me That's a good call um, Ian Tomlinson asks, What is your guilty pleasure comic? So bad that you just have to read it. Uh Suicide Squad, currently.
0: Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. <laughs> 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 There's this manga called Monster Musumi, which I will flick through every single time it comes out at Kings because it's this horrible, horrible, sexy manga about this guy who's like, I have to live in a house with all these sexy monster women, but I'm not allowed to fuck them because that's the rules of Monster Town, <laughs> And they're all just rubbing their boobs on his face and he's like, oh, I can't fuck you though. Um, that's, that's my favourite.
1: It's a brilliantly <laughs> taken out of context little shinbone <laughs> piece if anyone, anyone wants to do this song with that. Um uh, I when you read sexy comics, um, do you get excited and want to skip forward to the sexy part, or do you like <laughs> the build-up?
0: I'm there for the story, All right? Guys. Okay, right. Because I, I just
1: bought a bunch of um, the what's the uh, European dude that got in trouble for doing Spider Woman? Oh, part? Minara. I've bought a bunch of his comics. I read the Gulliver's Travels one about the girl. Oh my god, yes, that's wonderful. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> great, but the, the story to get there is so silly and fantastic. <laughs> he's so
0: good. He's like he's a good storyteller, guys. Just you have to take it in which, in. The manner in which it is intended.
1: Um, favorite comic book movie? Uh, Dread. Oh, that's a good call. I loved Dread.
0: Josie and the Pussycats.
1: Amazing. Uh, top 100 posts by Jordan Edwards.
0: <laughs> Jordan posts a lot. Number
1: one was I don't know if you saw this. Number one was he asked, What's your favorite tri- um, beverage to drink while? No, how do you like to oh, read yeah, comics? That was and cute. he said he likes to put his feet up on the couch with a chai latte. That's
0: so nice. <laughs> I like a chai latte too. You know what I have just discovered, Jordan? Is um, a dirty ginger latte. What's the,
1: what the fuck? You put vodka in it? Yeah. On oh, no, an no, olive juice, like a dirty martini? You put a shot of coffee in it. <laughs> okay, right. It's nice. Um, which minute of the day do you think... <laughs> These are <is> all Jordan-related <laughs> ones. <laughs> which minute of the day do you think Jordan will hit 7,000 posts? I'm sure he's done it already. Yeah. Um, what film slash book slash show would you like to see as a comic? I already said Adventure Brothers.
0: Uh... I uh bleh, 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 I don't know. Do, RuPaul's and, Drag Race. And, I don't know. It's oh The wow. only TV show that I watch. Oh yeah,
1: RuPaul's Drag Race, the co- comic. I mean, that'd be great. It's would, a great though. call. Um, Seamus Duffy asks, why doesn't Rogue just keep one of those mutant power suppressing collars around for banging purposes?
0: This is a great fucking point because she has banged Magneto because he was the only person who could touch her. Really? Yeah, for ages in that Savage Land stuff. It's yeah, disgusting. Right. He's like he was. Not he He's was four thousand years War II. old. He was. In the Holocaust, guys.
1: Um, Christopher Burton says... <laughs> oh, it's not even a question. He says, Oh, dang, I missed this. Look forward to hearing everyone else's questions. Anyway. You didn't you, miss this. You could have still... Christopher. You fool. And then we're going to end on a question. Ask, As we began. Exactly. We've got one last one by Connor Stevens. Uh, he asks, If you're facing off against an enemy, how many bullets do you need?
0: Just one.
1: Uh, this is a, 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 a... If You should go to my Twitter. I did a... um. I infiltrated a horrible Rick and Morty Facebook group.
0: Oh, my God. I did see that. That was really funny.
1: Um, go, go, go look at my Twitter for an adventure, which is fun. You kinda... have children.
0: How do you have time to just troll Rick and Morty fan pages? <laughs> I do it on the
1: train and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you can troll Rick and Morty fan pages and raise children. It's true. <laughs> don't listen to anyone else who tells you otherwise. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And for everyone who sent <laughs> in a question, that was super duper fun. That was fun. And we'll I totally... can't
0: believe... Um, people will listen to that. That was good.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. Hopefully you learnt the information about us that you wanted to learn. Um, and uh, if you enjoyed this uh, insight into our minds and would mm-hmm. like it to happen more often, uh, we'll do one every time we hit a certain amount of money on uh, our Patreon, I guess. Yep. Every cool. 50 bucks maybe on, per month. 50 to 100 bucks? I don't, yeah, know. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We'll do it whatever what, what we feel do, like. Well, you right. Guys? right. Um, we'll, we'll do, I love doing this. This is really fun. It's fun uh, communicating with, our, with with the listeners. Um, yeah, we love fun. hearing from you as often as possible. So this is great fun. Uh, but if you would like to see more of these happen, please uh, find us at um, patreon.com slash Serious Issues Podcast. As little as $2 a month. Uh, gets you access to all the extra content and it gives us more incentive to spend more time talking about comics with you. Um, you know, this is a largely free com- uh, podcast mm-hmm. that takes a lot of our, you know, it's an entire day of our of mm-hmm. our lives each week, uh, most of which is Siobhan having to run back and forth <laughs> to feed Shadowstar and stop him from crying. Um, that'll, he's
0: a very cranky baby this week.
1: He's 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 no, incredibly he's serene and peaceful mm-hmm. on your lap right now. It's incredible. Um, but uh, yeah, if if any, anything you're able to give, like, you know, we understand if you can't. That's totally fine. But if you're able to, like, you know, we, it'll only lead to more content from us. patreoncom slash podcast Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. And um, if you if you desperately have a question that you want to ask, just send it to us. Yeah. At uh, seri- series/issues at kingscomics.com, and we'll try and answer it in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for your support and I'll see you next week. (laughs)
3: Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.
2: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods